0: You're listening to audio from First Christian Church. To find out more about us or to donate to our ministries, visit firstabq.org. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep getting up here? My last sermon was my first sermon. It was going to be my last sermon. And there's this guy that's, I know, his name is Brady Bryce. And this. About about three or four weeks ago, I got stormtroopered. Yeah. Now you didn't know that stormtrooper. You thought it was just a a, a thing in Star Wars, but it, it's actually a verb in in this case because Brady has a way to like penetrate your with his eyes and like he looks deep into your soul and your marrow. And he said, "Jason, I'm going to be in the tropical Minnesota." this week, and I'm going to have all the luxuries of the monastery of running water, and I need somebody to preach. And I said, no, nope, not going to do it. And then this happened, and he was even over the phone, I didn't even see him in person, it was something like this, you will preach on March 1st. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'll think about it, you will preach on March 1st. Yes, I, I will preach on March 1st. I have this sudden desire in God within me to say, I, I got stormtroopers." So that is what happened. That is why I'm here. So here we go. I wanted to start off with a story that I know that at least J.T. Headley and P.D. will relate to. Because sometimes we have mornings, we're, we're guys, we have these mornings, where you just look in the mirror and, and the hair's just right. The hair is perfect. And you just look in the mirror and point and just say, Hello, handsome. And it, you're just, you're having, you're having a good day. Things are going well. You, you, you've got those good vibes. Things are going to be good. Well, I was having one of those days several years ago. We were in Odessa, Texas. Now I was driving my Ford F-150 down the road. And I'm driving in the lane just beside me. There's this car that had come up and passed, and kind of come back, and these young girls were kind of waving at me, you know, like, hey, I'm making kind of a big deal about it, and I, I kind of smiled and looked at them, and in my head I'm thinking, yeah, I get it, like I, I get it, yeah, I can get why you're waving at me, sure, sure, that's, you know, the machismo that's exuding here is, is obvious, and so they I kind of waved, and they went on, so they kind of went on, and And then they came back again, and they started waving in. Well, now it's kind of getting awkward, so I I just keep looking straight ahead and hope they don't keep looking, but they're still waving. They go on, and then they come back for a third time. Now, I want them to know that, yes, I am flattered. I I just, I, I get it, I'm flattered, but I'm also taken, so... I Hold my wedding ring up obviously on the steering wheel. I didn't like point to it But I'm kind of holding it to where it is obvious that I have a lady already and um, Thank you and thank goodness by the way that I got the one lady I mean a lot of you ladies out there like the Erica strata type or the some of y'all will get that Thank you chips punch Okay Some of you like the Erica strata type and some of you like the Justin Timberlake type and all of this I got the one girl in America who loves Peyton Manning and I am a solid I am no Eric Estrada but I am a solid Peyton Manning ish so as we drive down the road um, I kind of pass the girls and and go on and I'm thinking still got it you know and I drive home and and I'm thinking as I'm driving home Lisa is one lucky woman i mean i she gets to come i get to come home to her and she is going to be just so joyous to see me until i pull into the garage well i pull into the garage and our garage was not real big so sometimes you needed like a little help to to get in and know we're not going to run through the wall or anything and she kind of looked at me and was like what's going on there so i get out and look There is a bird that's about yay big. It's probably yay big, but it it's this big and It has done a kamikaze maneuver into my grill and Then it all came full circle the ladies maybe weren't looking at this and more the bird that has impaled himself into my Ford F-150 and I was quickly humbled And my perspective quickly changed now i've got a lot of issues we're family right there's no place to share issues with each other like in a public meeting right so we're going to do this i have contingency plans and routines for pretty much everything in my life Um, i lock the doors 28 times before i go to bed And Lisa's actually taking that over because we've got to get some sleep sometime and I'm just thankful for Silas because he's actually the one who Locks the doors at church after youth group. I would be here all night Um, I lock the door 28 times before I go to bed. It's just a process I have and Sometimes I don't even know all of the processes that I have until somebody at work says Dude, why are you eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like that? And I stopped and I went back into my files in my brain and thought Well, obviously, you eat a sandwich this corner, then you eat this corner, and then you eat the middle because you don't want to get jelly and peanut butter all over your face. I mean, I thought everybody did that. He was like, well, no, not that, not that. So I thought that was the issue, not that. Why do you have a Ziploc bag and it's sticking halfway out? Why are you like a grown man? Why are you eating your peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of a plastic bag? Well, I go through my files, and I I don't know actually why I do it until I realize, well, of course, you don't want the crumbs and the jelly and all that to spill down. It's common sense. And so I have a hard time thinking and believing that other people would think that their way of doing things is okay because obviously my way is logically the right way. Let's go a little bit further. If you come in to church or work, And there's a full dozen donuts there. And you reach into it. And the one that you pick has sprinkles on it. I will judge you. I will, in my mind, I've got issues. I'm telling you, I will judge you because sprinkles do not belong on donuts. Thank you. Preach. Preach. Yes. (laughs) I even had some people after first service come up like, dude, I am with you there. Thank you. And so. But I realized that I needed a perspective change a few weeks ago when I was decorating for the sweetheart dance. And it looked something like this. Something like that. Now the task that Lily Stoddard was given was to spread a little sprinkles and sparkles along the table. If you would have seen Lily, she had a smile on her face and she's throwing them all over the place And I mean that is like a dense Sparkle mess there. I mean the picture doesn't give you full full appreciation of the amount of sprinkles and sparkles that were out there and I know that I'm right like I'm against sparkles. They get everywhere in fact if you came here on Sunday after you saw sparkles down the hall I had sparkles on my feet. There are right now sparkles in my vehicle where I was driving because they were on there. And Mrs. Green doesn't even know this, but I kind of watched her as she was going down the the aisle. She was going down the hall there, and she was pushing her rolling walker, and she had sparkles on the wheels as they were going. I mean, sparkles were everywhere. But I love Lily, and I saw the smile on her face and thought, well, maybe sparkles aren't that bad. Maybe... Maybe there is another way to do things, and maybe I need to throw sparkles all over. That's not going to happen, but maybe I should. So, in youth group, we have been going through Psalm 23, and we're kind of using Max Lucato's book, Traveling Light, as a guidebook to go through it. And we've started talking about um, just different things involved with the Psalm. So, we'll start out with verse 1. Psalm 23:1, The Lord is my shepherd. So, why would David? Choose the word shepherd. I mean, this is the God. I, I want y'all to like kind of get into this. Like, it's okay to like say amen or something like that. This is the God that put billions of stars in the universe. Amen. 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 Thank you. I mean, this is the God who created the universe. This is the God who helped David defeat the Goliath. Yeah. This is a God who helped. Who helped Joshua in the battle of Jericho, right? He helped Daniel in the lion's den, right? He helped Gideon get, get off the island. Yes, that's what our God does. Our God is amazing, but yet, but yet, He chose the word shepherd. So let's talk about the shepherd. A shepherd cares for the sheep. A shepherd is the one who who loves and watches over the sheep, who protects the sheep, who provides for the sheep. So if God is our shepherd, what does that make us? That makes us the sheep. That's right. And that is a very flattering thing to think of yourself. Sheep, they are dumb and defenseless. They can't even clean themselves. They're woolly. They're simple-minded. They're slow. And I know the ladies are like, yeah, it sounds like my husband or my friend, yeah. It's not always flattering to be called a sheep. But David understood the relationship between shepherd and sheep because that's what he was before he became king. In order for a sheep to sleep, the conditions have to be just right. There can't be any predators around, no tension, no bugs, no hunger. Everything has to be just right. And the sheep can't do that on their own, they can't provide for themselves. They need a shepherd to lead them. And without a shepherd, they cannot rest. Neither can we. So I've talked to a lot of you. A lot of y'all are going through daily life just like I am. We're tired. Am I the only one who's tired? No, we're weary. We've gone through a lot. We've had stresses upon stresses. A lot of things have gone on. We need a shepherd to help us find rest. I think that we're worn out from all life and the stresses and the expectations that we put on ourselves. I'm going to have Kinsey come up here real quick. Kinsey, could you help me? Kinsey is my rock star friend from the youth group and she is going to help me bring some bags up here. You see, in life, we carry a bag of grief. Or maybe it's a bag of Let's see what this bag has. A bag of fear. If you're listening online, Kinsey is carrying bags on stage. (laughs) Or a bag of discontent or guilt. Oh, that's a big one there. What is that? Thank you, thank you. Out in frustration. Uh, anybody have that out in frustration? What's that one have on it, Kenzie? Loneliness, right. We carry these bags that we're not meant to carry, and we don't even know we're doing it. Kenzie, stand right there. So Kenzie might be wheeling that bag around. That's not too bad. And then she starts carrying that. Remember my deal. You signed the waiver, right? Yeah? Don't remember that. Tell Brady. Okay. (laughs) We just we don't even realize that we're doing it. Can you get that? Is that getting heavy? A little bit. (laughs) Right. And it looks she can't even carry that one. You can go ahead and set them down. It looks absurd. Let's give Kinsey a big hand here. Yes. (laughs) That's right. It looks absolutely absurd to carry all of those bags around, doesn't it? I mean, we laugh and whatever, but we do it, don't we? God is calling us to let go of those bags. And I might might not have even said the specific bag that you're carrying, but God wants us to let go of those bags that weigh us down. God has always provided for us. We just have to let Him. And we have to listen to them. Now going back to always providing, if we think about the Israelites in the desert, they were provided enough manna for what? For the day, right? And that's all that they could take. In fact, if they took too much manna, it would spoil. And they could take a double portion on Friday for Sabbath and all of that, but they had to learn They they could have taken a lot more up, but but they needed just enough for that day. And so they, through all of those desert wanderings there, they learned to trust in God one day at a time. Or we'll talk about the green pastures. We've talked about, we kind of think green pastures might look like this. But in reality, they look more like this. There's not a lot of green out there right the shepherd had to find enough grass for that day and then they had to move on and sometimes that was through valleys to get to the higher elevations to find the grass but the shepherd was always providing now let's look at the passage a little bit more that emily read this by the way this is pretty cool i got Emily reading script, shri- scriptures. Lisa staying married to me even though I'm up here blabbing. And Luke's back there running the sound. This is a pretty cool family day for me. The Lord is my shepherd. We talked about that. I shall not want. He provides and we need to be content. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He gives us rest. He leads me beside still waters. He leads us. He restores my soul. He still loves us even when we mess up. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He will use us to glorify His name. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He'll always lead us, even when we don't understand what's going on or why things happened. I will fear no evil. God is just and He will take care of us. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. He guides us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He restores us when we fall. You anoint my head with oil. He cares for us and protects us. My cup runs over. His blessings are abundant. And I can't wait for this one. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Anybody excited about that? Yeah. So it's clear... Through all of this that we need a new perspective sometimes we think we have life figured out and all of that and then we realize no it's just a bird in your grill we need to see God's perspective, not like up in your grill like in the grill, ground tr- we need to see God's perspective and trust God's perspective whenever we can't see it but part of the thing is we know all these things we know God is with us we know that God is God we know that he'll take care of us. We know, we know, we know. Brady has gone through the last month-ish of Colossians. And he said, one of the uh, verses he talked about was Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Well, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Well, thanks, Paul. So I think that's the problem. That's my problem. I'm not saying it's your problem. You can decide if it's your problem or not. But my problem is I get pumped up. I mean, Jimmy does a custom song for me. On Sunday morning that he didn't even know he comes and rocks it out gets my heart all emotional and all of that and we 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 come into worship, and we get our hearts focused on God. Yeah And Brady comes and and he preaches to us and he gives us the words set your minds on things above. It's that simple It's really that simple Christ is in us. He talked about last week and by the way. This is just an aside We have a lot of technology Go back and listen to sermons. Because sometimes when you're in here, you maybe you're processing, maybe you're thinking about where you're going to lunch or whatever. At the end of Brady's sermon last week, he talked about Paul in prison. And he talked about Paul that he, he didn't pray that the, that the doors would be opened, right? But that Christ could be proclaimed. Christ in us. So... Why do I keep doing this why do I keep doing this why do I keep coming to church doing the right things praising God never doubting never doing anything but then I go into Monday and my boss starts talking to me about productivity oh gosh here we go again or my first patient comes in and they said you know Jason I am just not doing any better I'm just not doing any better well how have you done on your exercises over the last couple of weeks? Well, I hadn't done those. Okay, okay, well, I can totally see why you're mad at me. Um, you, you, you didn't do what I told you to do, and yet you're hurting. Yes, I'm the bad guy in this situation. Um, or even worse, somebody comes into your work just eating away at spark- or a sprinkled donut, and sprinkles are falling all over the place. There are things that get us off track on Monday morning. It may not even be Monday morning. It may be Sunday afternoon. There are little triggers that go off in our brain that just get us off of task. It, they, we are so pumped up. We're so excited. We are so genuinely wanting to change things. Why do we keep on doing it? I have difficulty sometimes Realizing, like we said, that that my way isn't the only way. And the other thing I have difficulty with is not knowing what's ahead and what's going to happen. I'm very routine oriented. I like it, it works for me. But over the past few years, things have happened that have just made me realize actually, God is bigger than I thought He was. And He is actually in control. And He is going to provide that manna for me for that day. So I need to just be content with each day. Over the last few years in this church, and I'm speaking as family, I'm speaking as a member here, I have seen some interesting things happen. Over the last three or four years, we have lost some people in the faith in the valley of the shadow of death. We've lost some excellent people. Some we could just go on and on, and each of us could tell stories. And I don't get it. Like, I don't get why stuff happens. I don't get why we have to go through the valleys. But through that, I have also seen this church really try to start listening the shepherd and letting him lead us there's been difference i i i can't even tell you what it is but over the last few years it's not just this year over the last few years we have really tried in those times where we're going through those valleys to cling to the savior and i think that we're doing a better job guys i really do but as jimmy's saying Jimmy and the Jimettes, Jimmer, I don't know what their band is called. There's a faith that's underneath. I think we can do better. And I think I know what keeps us from doing better. One of the scriptures that I referenced in my first sermon, which again is supposed to be my retirement sermon, so I'm like come out of retirement now retiring again, is, is 1 Peter 5 7 and 8 cast all your anxiety on him because he what he cares. he cares for you your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion ready for someone to devour that roaring lion does whatever it takes oh it could be big or it could be a little sprinkle on your donut it could be real little right but he'll do whatever it takes to get our focus off of our shepherd. I'm going to read a little passage from this this Max Lucado book here. The story is of a man on an African safari deep in the jungle. The guide before him had a machete and was whacking away at tall weeds and thick underbrush. The traveler, wearied and hot, asked in frustration, Where are we? Do you know where you are taking me? Where is the path? The seasoned guide stopped and looked back at the man and replied, I am the path. We ask the same questions, don't we? We ask God, Where are you taking me? Where is the path? And he, like the guide, doesn't tell us. Oh, he may give us a hint or two, but that's all. If he did, would we understand? Would we comprehend our location? No, like the traveler, we are unacquainted with this jungle. So rather than give us an answer, Jesus gives us a far greater gift. He gives us himself. Does he remove the jungle? No, the vegetation is still thick. Does he purge the predators? No, the danger still lurks. Jesus doesn't give hope by changing the jungle. He restores our hope By giving us Himself. And He has promised to stay until the very end. Matthew 28 20 says, I am with you always to the end of the age. I think that what God is trying to tell us all is Church, I feel you. Church, I know that you're here. I know that you're trying but I think we can do a little bit better. I think we can go a little bit deeper. And I'd like to actually guide you and help you get rid of some of these burdens. Loneliness, fear, discontent, doubt, frustration. We could go on and on. Everybody has different burdens. I would actually like to lighten your load and help you get closer to me. And I don't want to do it just like big picture. I want to do it like all day long. So I have a few suggestions. Uh, you can take them or leave them. I think you should take them. But, uh, you know, and I might even go a step further. Maybe you can write these down on your phone here, or write one that speaks to you. Um, I just want to change our routines. No, let me say that again. I just want to change my routine. Y'all can do what you want to do. I've got to change my routine. Because, yeah, I'm the balding guy getting up here and preaching. But I need help day-to-day, guys, because the everyday struggle is real. And so I'd like you to write down somewhere one of these ideas. Or if you've got one of your own, that's fine. Something to help us day-to-day keep our focus on our shepherd. And if you need help, these, these young ones down here can even show you how to set a reminder on your phone each day to go through and text you like at the end of the day or remind you, how'd you do today? It can be that simple. It can be that simple. How'd you do today with all of these things? Determine what your triggers are and be intentional about changing your perspective about them. Talk to Him right then and right there. Brady talked several weeks weeks ago about that anger and the alarm system that goes off, and you're like, why am I even acting that way? I mean, we were at a robotics competition yesterday, and we nearly had a brawl, and it it was like a robotics competition, really. And we get angry, and we get triggered like that. And so find out what those triggers are and talk to him right then and there. Or if you have anxiety, if you have fear, talk to him right there. He doesn't have to be eloquent, Magical prayer can just say, God, my brain's going crazy here. I need help with this. Spend five minutes a day in the Word. We've talked about that in my last sermon, which I'm sure everybody kept with the whole time, right? Five minutes a day is 0.34% of our week. I think we can spare 35 minutes a week. Or if you're already doing that, spend 1% of your time in the Word or with Him. 14.4 minutes a day. Listen to sermons or the Bible, um, audio Bible in your car when you're driving here and there. Anybody having marital issues or relationship issues? Maybe try praying out loud with that person. Because I guarantee you, you pray out loud with somebody, it'll make you feel a little vulnerable in all of that. But it changes the focus and it actually invites God into your marriage. Not that He hadn't been there, but maybe a little bit deeper. Pray out loud with your spouse or with your friend. A journal of thankfulness. I know we have some in the youth group who are doing this right now. When we're worried about all those burdens, every single one of them, where is the focus? It's on us. I am scared. I am discontent I am lonely I don't want to get up here and preach I have doubts and frustrations right or we could shift that and think of what we're thankful for I'm thankful that I have a church family I'm thankful that I have a house I'm thankful for all of these little things and what you're gonna see starting to happen is I haven't done it perfectly But when we start focusing on what we're thankful for instead of what we're upset about or what triggers us, it allows the shepherd to lead us and to guide us. Lisa and I have started, when we're having troubles at work, we don't even like say the whole situation and what's going on, but I might send her a text that says, I'm thankful for peanut butter and jelly and V8 fusion energy juice. Of course, then she'll come back with, well, I'm thankful for you and I love you. And I think, oh yeah, and I love you too. And thank you. you know, you got to watch out when you're texting. Make sure it's in the right, um, who you're talking to and all of that. Pray that God, this, this is the one I've really been struggling with and, and working on. Pray that the manna for that day is enough. And that all those things that you're worried about, college, Work, family, that you, you, you've processed and you just think, yeah, we can figure this out. We Don't. It's okay to think about those things. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to pray about those things. But what I am saying is we need to focus on the strength for that day. We can't keep trying to tackle tomorrow's problems with today's strength. It just isn't going to work. The Lord is our shepherd. He knows what we need, and He gives it to us when we need it. We need to listen to Him. We need to focus on Him. We need to remember that He knows, He made, He is the path. He knows where we need to be and how to get there. He knows what we can handle. Even though there will be times when He's leading us through valleys that we don't understand, and it doesn't make sense, we can trust that He is there. He is good and He will lead us through. Sometimes the only way to get to the mountaintop is to go through the valley. And if we keep our eyes on the shepherd, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to doubt. We need to learn to rest in Him. We need to stop carrying the bags that we were not meant to carry. We need to keep our eyes on the shepherd and just simply let Him guide us. Family, we can do this. This is so simple. But I think it's going to be different for a lot of us because we keep doing the same thing over and over. Why do we keep doing this? Because we're not focusing on the shepherd. Let's try to get a little deeper and focus on the shepherd. Pray with me. God, speak to me when the silence steals my voice because I know that You understand me. Come to me in the valley of unknowns, because I know that You understand me. So God, I'll throw all my cares before You. My doubts and fears, they don't scare You, because You're bigger than I thought You were. So God, I'll stop all negotiations with the God of all creation, because You're bigger than I thought You were. You're bigger than I thought you were. I believe, but help my unbelief. You understand me. Help me reach the faith that's underneath. You understand me. And God, help us rest in Your hands. And help us leave the rest in Your hands. God, we love You and we thank You for loving such an imperfect people. And thank you for speaking to us. And thank you for for pulling on our hearts a little bit because it's time. It's time to go a little bit deeper. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.